Hey, hey, I'm Julia, the owner of Julia K Design, which is a small business specializing in wedding invitation design and calligraphy. If you're an aspiring small business owner, a fellow wedding creative, or just looking for some overall inspiration and insight, Julia's creative business guidebook will bring light to all of the challenges I've faced, the lessons I've learned, and the success I've earned. I hope you'll tune in every week for a new chapter in your guidebook. Hello, friends. Hi. Um, it's me. <laughs> I don't know how to ever start these things. Okay, I've had like a frog in my throat for like weeks now. So if my voice is just a little like annoying, I'm sorry. I'll also probably like have to clear my throat a thousand times. But I feel like it's been a while. I batched recorded like three or four episodes, um, like I don't know, three weeks ago. So I haven't sat down to record an episode since then and yeah it just feels like it's been forever I don't really have any life updates um we're just kind of like chilling we're back into our regular routine after the holidays we had like an extended Christmas because obviously I had COVID during Christmas so then um like the first weekend of January not like New Year's Eve but the following weekend like the 7th we were at my parents for Christmas and then the weekend after that we were at Nick's families for Chris Nick's family for Christmas so this is the first weekend that we're like not doing anything and it has been so very nice and needed and relaxing and I'm just getting into the swing of things um I feel like I well I guess I shouldn't say I've been getting into the swing of things because then whatever I'm about to say right now is like totally contradicting that. But I feel like I haven't really gotten into like my groove for the new year yet. Like work wise, I feel like I've been like all over the place and ugh, I don't know. It's just like such an annoying feeling because I have so much I need to do. And I'm like, it's almost like I'm forgetting my like systems and like how I do things. And I'm just like trying to do a million things at once. And it's annoying me. I need to like get my shit together and figure out (laughs) what the heck I'm doing, but it, it is what it is. Um, I have been working on some very exciting things. I have a launch coming up on February 1st and I haven't even mentioned this anywhere. Um, I, well, when this episode comes out, it might have been shared on my Instagram stories, but haven't really talked about it at all. I'm not going to really explain anything about it in here just because I want it to kind of be a surprise that I'll share on Instagram first, but it is a collaboration with another business owner and I'm very, very, very excited about it. It kind of like takes my offerings and my business to another level. So very grateful for it. Very excited. We've been working very hard on it and yeah, I just cannot wait to show you guys what it is. Um, that's coming on February 1st. So stay tuned. Um, today's episode. So last week I said (laughs) that this episode is going to be about like my Instagram following and how I feel about growing my Instagram a lot over the summer. And I'm actually not going to be talking about that. Um, don't hate me. I feel like it's just like, I thought about it and I feel like I would only be able to talk about it for like five minutes and it's just kind of like pointless and I guess I can just summarize it (laughs) right now and that can be the episode and then we're going to move on to actually what this episode is going to be about. But essentially, I grew my Instagram from like 3,500 followers to 54,000 in like two months over the summertime because I had two reels go viral and 
by viral, I mean, like, one of them had 15 million views and one of them had 3 million. So, like, they really went viral. <laughs> um, and, yeah, my account just, like, grew tremendously and it was insanity. And now, like, over the past, like, two or three months, it has, like, drastically slowed down. Like, I'm much more stagnant now, which I'm totally fine with because, truthfully, it was annoying as fuck growing that, like, how my Instagram popped off like that. It was so annoying because... I would get on my app and like I literally couldn't even figure out if like people were commenting like you know like if I was posting something and like my business friends or like the people that like I interact with a lot on Instagram were like commenting on my regular posts like I had no idea because my notifications were just like off the rails like it was just so overwhelming and like I wouldn't even, like, I would get on Instagram and I'd be like, okay, I've had enough. Like, I cannot get back on it because it was just, like, way too much. And then I also feel like I lost a lot of the interaction that I used to have with a lot of people because I feel like everything just kind of got lost. Um, And so, yeah, it was annoying. And I think now, like, it's kind of, like, getting back into the normalcy of things because it's not growing anymore. Um, And I'm kind of, like, feel like I'm interacting with the same people that I've always interacted with again, if that makes any sense. But yeah, it was actually really annoying. Um, I didn't really get any business from the whole thing because the videos that went viral were more for like DIY invitations. So like everybody that followed me, I feel like they followed me because they want to learn how to like start their own business, which is, I mean, obviously it helped me with like, it's given me the audience for like this podcast, which is really great, but like business wise and like invitation client wise, it didn't really do much. So like it was what it was. Um, anyways, that's all. I didn't really like, I thought I was going to do a whole episode on it, but now I'm like, no, I don't need to do a whole episode on it. So there's that little information. And now let's move on to what this episode is actually going to be about. This episode was actually requested by one of my Instagram subscribers. She had asked me to do an episode about pricing and proposals. So this is going to be the pricing episode. And then in the future, I will do one on like proposals and contracts and all that. But I want to do one on pricing because I obviously think that's like a huge gray area in businesses. And like, it's very hard to know like what you're supposed to be charging and yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of like educational resources out there, even in the stationary um, industry for people that need help with their pricing, but I figured I would just give my two cents on it and share what I do um, in hopes that it helps you kind of come up with the best thing that works for you. This is pretty much like going to be like pricing your like wedding invitations for clients. So just like putting that out there because I'm not really going to be touching up on like Like, it's a very specific topic, Um, so if you don't do wedding invitations, I think it will still be beneficial because I do talk to you, talk about, like, markups and profit margins and, like, things that, like, any business owner can take away. That didn't make any sense, but you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, it's essentially, it's geared towards people that are designing wedding invitations, but I think there's going to be a lot of useful information for anybody who needs help with pricing. Getting started, um, a few things to consider when you're creating your pricing. The first thing is to consider if this is custom designed or pre-designed. So the pricing that I do for custom wedding invitations is entirely different than the pricing that I do for my invitation shop because those are pre-designed invitations. So the that is definitely like a huge factor because if it's custom designed, your pricing should be much higher. 
and obviously I'll like go into more detail, but another thing to consider is if you're creating the artwork or the calligraphy. So what I mean by that is like if you're creating custom artwork, um, your pricing should be much higher than if you're getting artwork off of like creative market or something like that. Um, or if you're handwriting all of the script calligraphy on the invitations, again, pricing should be higher than if you're just using a downloaded font. And the reason for those things is obviously the time that it takes to do handwritten calligraphy and artwork. I know a ton of invitation artists that do like custom watercolor artwork. That's huge. I, I'm sure I've said it before, but I don't do that. I'm not a watercolor artist. I usually get artwork from other artists like I pay for the license for their artwork but if you are hand painting or hand drawing or hand doing anything um, for the artwork of the invitation suite you really need to consider how much time it takes you and take that into account when you're creating your pricing. Next thing to consider is if there's a lot of assembly to that invitation suite. So by assembly I mean like envelope liners, hand torn edges, wax seals, die cut shapes, you know, anything that like you physically have to do before you're sending it to your client because again, all of that takes time. So for example, like if I have a suite with envelope liners, that pricing is going to be a little bit higher than suites that don't have envelope liners because envelope liners, obviously I need to cut them and adhere them and it, you know, takes time. Um, that being said, envelope liners takes much quicker than hand-torn edges. So if I have a suite with hand-torn edges, that price is going to be even higher because of the time. So essentially, like, <laughs> the theme here is if it's taking you a lot of time, you need to be paid for for your time. And the people that are paying you for your time are your clients. You're not being paid by, like, a company or, like, you're not getting a salary anymore. So, I mean that like if you're full-time. So you need to be paying yourself for your time. The next thing to consider is the shipping costs from your suppliers as well as shipping to your client. So unless you advertise free shipping, which please, please don't. <laughs> unless you advertise free shipping, you must pay for the shipping. And in order to pay for the shipping and still be profitable, you should be charging your client for that price or for that shipping. So shipping from suppliers, like for me, I work with local companies so I don't like so my invitations get delivered for free and my envelopes I can pick up which obviously like I'm paying for gas but I'm not paying a delivery fee so that helps with keeping my costs down for clients but then obviously my clients have to pay for the shipping to their location wherever they are so those are just a few things to consider for first and foremost when you are sitting down to think about your pricing now I'm going to separate the two custom money invitations and like my invitation shop invitations because like I said they are very different so I'm going to start with the pricing for custom money invitations because I think that's a lot trickier for people and the reason I think it's trickier is because you should be charging like a design fee which I'll get into what the design fee really is custom wedding invitations <laughs> I sorry it's tricky to even talk about pricing and explain my pricing strategy because it's just like something that I do second nature at this point. I'll start by saying that for the longest time, like literally up until a month ago, when I would send a custom wedding invitation proposal, um, I would have a different line, line item on the invoice for every single like element. So I'll list out all of the line items that I used to have. The design fee, Invitation card, details card, RSVP card, envelope liner, outer envelope, RSVP envelope, outer envelope printing, RSVP, 
RSVP envelope printing and shipping. I would have those listed out all differently so that the client could see absolutely everything separated. What I do now is I just send one lump sum number to them and it includes all of those things. The only thing that's separated out is Pennsylvania sales tax if they are in Pennsylvania and I am collecting sales tax from them. Otherwise, it's literally just one package price. Um, And then obviously in the description, I tell them everything that's included in that one lump sum cost, but I'm no longer separating each thing out. And I think the reason I made this switch is because obviously my design fee is is like the largest chunk of the pricing. And that's how it should be because they're paying for custom work. Like obviously the custom element is like going to cost a lot. So the design fee is the the, um, highest point of the pricing. And then it just seemed kind of silly to me to have like say I'm just going to throw random numbers out here because I'm not really comfortable with actually sharing my design fee, but say my design fee was $800. It just felt weird to me having design fee $800 and then invitation card for a hundred, like it would be like $125. Like it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like if to me, it felt like I didn't want the client to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I'm being totally ripped off because it only like it only costs X amount, but she's charging me this huge amount because, and yes, like the client should understand that they are working with me. Like that is essentially what the design fee is. It's the fee for working with me. So like, yes, your client should understand that and shouldn't question that or shouldn't feel like they're being, you know, played or ripped off or any way, shape or form. But to me personally, I was just a little like, "Mm, I don't know. And also I, just wanted to kind of try something new. I don't know, like like I said, I've only been doing this for like the past month. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to continue to do or if I'm going to make more cha- make changes to it again, but it's just something that I'm trying for now. Um, another reason that I'm trying it is because when I hired a brand designer, they didn't have everything listed out. And I know it's different because they're not giving me like a physical tangible item. It's all like, you know, they're giving me like my brand, but it wasn't, nothing was laid out and I didn't question it, you know, like I didn't sit here and think like, oh, well, I wonder like what the pricing breakdown is of this. Like, no, I just saw the number, knew that's what it was to work with her and I paid it. So that's kind of more like what I want it to be like. I don't want it to be like all spelled out for them. So anyways, yeah, that's my little side note on all of that. (laughs) So that is now how I price out the custom pricing. Going back to the entire list of what custom pricing includes. So it includes all of those things that I mentioned, you know, the design card, details card, RSP card, all of that. And what I do is I take the number or I take the price that I have to pay for those items. So like, for example, if my printing company charges me 50 cents for an invitation card, a five by seven invitation card, then I have a um, pricing calculator that I use that I like it has the prices already filled in and then I add a markup to everything. So I think the industry standard is somewhere between like two to three times a markup. Um, so essentially what you, what I mean by that is like if it, if it charges me 50 cents for an invitation card for my print company, I'm going to times that by three and get, what is that? A hundred or one fifty dollar fifty? Yeah, I think. Mm, no, 50, 50, yeah, a dollar fifty, 
Um, and then that is the number that I'm actually charging the client. So I mark everything up two to three times. Um, I think mostly for custom, it's three times. And then I think for my invitation shop, I do like two or two and a half times. But um, so add the markup and then obviously there's sales tax. I'm not really going to talk about that because it's different for every state and it just gets overwhelming. But if they're in PA, I know that I have to collect sales tax from them. So um, the design fee for custom work and determining this design fee. So if you are just starting out, you may have a lower design fee and that's totally fine. When I first got started, I will share what it was at the beginning. When I first got started with my des- with custom invitations, my design fee was $250, um, which if you're not familiar with the industry, that is on the low side of things. Um, I know some invitation designers that have a design fee of like $2,000, $3,000. So at the beginning, when I was just getting started, I was charging $250. That's fine. I felt I felt that that was fine at the time. Essentially, the design fee is the fee for working with you as a designer and as a person. So this fee covers your education, your knowledge, your time, your expertise, your fonts, your graphics, and everything. So that is like literally just the fee for working with you. You should never negotiate your design fee. If somebody, you know, if you have everything listed out and the design fee is $300 and somebody responds and says, oh, like, are you able to lower the design fee? No, do not lower your design fee. Do not, do not, do not. Just keep it at what it is. Stand your ground because that is literally like, that's the pro- that's money that you're profiting because it's not going towards the pricing of shipping or supplies. It's literally just paying yourself for your time. So don't lower your design fee. If anything, make it higher. <laughs> if you are creating custom artwork, whether that's a painting, a drawing, graphic designing, anything, your design fee should be higher. Um, so like I said earlier, I do not have or I am not creating custom artwork. I'm not, you know, painting anything custom or drawing anything custom. I obviously do like venue illustrations, but that's just an additional cost that gets added on. But so my design fee is probably lower than somebody that does do custom artwork. And that's just because simply like it doesn't take me as much time to make a design as it does for them. So that's just a little tidbit of information. If you have like more or like additional questions about like the design fees you guys can definitely reach out and ask me um it's kind of like it's just the easiest way to put it is it's just literally the fee for working for you and yeah (laughs) the custom pricing calculator that I was referring to I essentially it's just in google sheets and I think I'm gonna share this with my instagram subscribers I'm gonna add it to their um like portal and if you have no idea what I'm talking about Instagram rolled out this new subscription service that I think is only available to like select accounts at the time but I do have um, access to it so I've started an Instagram subscription it's a monthly uh, monthly fee but you can cancel it at any time and all of my subscribers get access to an exclusive portal which has just like a bunch of business education and resources This is like literally currently the only form of education that I'm doing besides my podcast, obviously. So if you are interested in, you know, getting access to any of my resources and to this custom pricing calculator that I'm referring to, highly recommend going over to my Instagram and subscribing. Once you subscribe, I'll send you a message with all the information on how to access the portal and everything. But yeah, I'm going to add my custom pricing calculator to that. So if you guys are subscribers, you should see that soon. But essentially my 
calculator is a just a document in Google Sheets. I have all of the items um, all of the items listed out. So again, design fee, invitation card, details card, RSVP card, liner, A7 envelope, A1 envelope, A7 printing, A1 printing, and shipping. And then I have the real price of all of those items. So the price that I am paying the printing company or the envelope su supplier. And then I have a um, line for the price that I'm paying or that I'm charging. So that's, you know, the marked up price. And then the quantity. So that is like obviously the quantity that the client is ordering, like, you know, 80, 90, 100, whatever it is. And then the total, I have it all, you know, set up so that each box does what it needs to do. You know what I'm talking about? In Google Sheets, like you can put in the formulas and it, yeah, whatever. It's all set up so it does what it needs to do. Um, and then, yeah, it's super, super nice. This is what I use. I just started using this when I started implementing the whole only giving them one number um, situation. So just started using this, but I really love this. I think it's working really well for me so far. So yeah, I will share that with my, uh, Instagram subscribers in the portal, um, right after I'm done recording this. The next item that I want to talk about is pricing for my invitation shop. So this, if you're unfamiliar with my invitation shop, they are like pre-designed invitations. A lot of invitation designers call them like a semi-custom collection, whatever it is this is the price. This is how I do the pricing for that. Pretty similar to the custom, except I don't have a design fee, obviously, because the designs are already created. However, I do have a fee for like my time. So I'm still getting paid for the time that I'm, you know, using on envelope printing, die cutting, envelope liners, any of the assembly and production. Um, but I have it separated out. So again, similar to the custom pricing calculator, I have everything listed out like each separate piece of the invitation you know with the printing and the shipping and my time um and I have it set up so that I price my invitation shop per set like per invitation set so for example like one invitation set might be eight dollars and fifty cents and that is the price for the invitation card the RSVP card the details card both envelopes envelope liner and shipping to the client and envelope printing. So that is the lump sum for one invitation suite. So then if a client needs a hundred of those, they're gonna put a quantity of one, <clears throat> excuse me, a quantity of 100 and their total would be $850. So I have, <laughs> like if you guys could see this Google Sheets document that I have, I have, so it's pretty much like called my profit margins document, I guess. And the amount of tabs I have are insane because I have a different tab for each type of invitation. So like standard invitation set, a triangle pocket invitation set, a double layer with wax seal invitation set, because they all have different price points because they all take more time or they all take different amounts of time. They all have different items like wax seals or double layer or triangle pocket or whatever. Um, and then within each tab, I have a price for a five-piece set with envelope addressing, a five-piece set without envelope addressing, a three-piece set with envelope addressing, and a three-piece set without envelope addressing. Like this document, if I lost this document, I would die. I literally, <laughs> that reminds me, I should like back this up as soon as I'm done with this conversation. But yeah, I would literally die if I lost this um, document. But that being said, yeah, so I charge the imitation shop per set um, and I incorporate like, okay, I guess I'm just going to run through this because I think that's going to make more sense. Um, 
I'm going to give you like my price. So this is my price after the markup. So five by seven invitation card, $1.20. RSVP card, 80 cents. Details card, 80 cents. A7 envelope, 80 cents. A1 envelope, 55 cents. Envelope liner, $1.40. Shipping to client, 10 cents because, okay, hold on. Sorry. I'll, I'll backtrack. 10 cents, my time, three. So I have my time as $3 and that's, this is for a five piece set with envelope addressing. So in the standard sets, that is like the most time I can spend because there's an envelope liner and envelope printing. So that's $3. However, for a five piece set with no addressing, I'm only charging $2.50 for my time. And then, you know, obviously, so I change it depending on how much time each set is going to take. For shipping, I said 10 cents because again, this is just per set. So if somebody orders 100 sets, then 10 cents is all, is actually going to be $10, right? Is that math right? No. Yes? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know if that's right. But um, because it's a per price or a per set price, it is like a lower and then a lower amount because the idea is that they're ordering several. Um, so that is how my invitation shop is priced out. I honestly don't know if any of that made any sense. Like, I feel like I truly just explained that horrendously, but it's really hard to <laughs> explain without like having this calculator in front of you guys. So I apologize if that made absolutely no sense at all, but I hope it gave you some sort of like instruct or some sort of like direction on how I do things. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is profit margins. So you should really be anywhere between like 50 and 80%. Obviously the higher profit margin, the better. If you could be at 80% with everything, you would have a very, very successful business and you would be making good money. You really, really, really don't want to go down under 50%. And truthfully, if I did my profits or my profit margins and I was close to 50%, I would be making some changes. Um, I'm pretty sure the lowest profit margin that I have is probably like 60%. If I had to, if I had to guess, I mean, I could easily like go through and look at my things, but I'm pretty sure like the lowest is, I don't think I go under 60. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like maybe 62 is my lowest, but for the most part, mine are anywhere between like 65 to 71%. Um, and that's something that I always want to keep high because clearly like if you're running a business, you want to make a profit. Definitely want to stay somewhere between that like 60, 70 ish range. To find your profit margin, you should take the cost that you are charging your client. So this is the cost that like comes up after you mark it up. So the cost that you're charging your client and subtract it by the actual cost of things. So the cost of what or the number that you are paying printers and suppliers, etc. The cost that you're charging your client, subtract it by the actual cost of items, and then take this number that you get from subtracting those two and divide it by the cost that you are charging your client, so that first number. So for example, if it costs me $264 to get 100 invitations made, like that's my, that is what I'm paying, my printers, my envelope suppliers, all of that, $264, but I am charging my client $855 for those invitations, I would subtract those two numbers to get $591. And then I would divide that $591 by the 855 and I would get 0.69. Then you want to multiply that by 100 to get a 69% profit. 
makes sense? So that's how you find your profit margins. You should literally have your profit margins established for everything that you are selling. It is extremely, extremely important to know your profit margins. Um, like I said, I have a massive document with lots of lots of tabs with absolutely every type of invitation suite that I sell in my invitation shop and I know the profit margins of all of them. It obviously takes time to set it up and like get the formulas and put it into Google Sheets, but it is an absolute necessity. Okay. Um, same thing goes for custom. I also have the profit margins in that document. So um, if you are an Instagram subscriber, you will see the profit margins in that document. That is kind of like a pricing, what's the word? Um, I don't know, a quick look at pricing in, in my business at least and how I do things. I think obviously the most important part about pricing in general is just like, first of all, don't sell yourself short, you know, get paid what you deserve to get paid. And second of all, know your profit margins and make sure that you're actually making a profit. Um, I think pricing is something that you should revisit several, several times a year, like every three to five months. Um, and by that, I just mean touching base with your suppliers, making sure their prices haven't changed. And if they have changed, making sure that you're changing your um, your prices and, you know, making sure that your prices reflect their changes. And I mean, it's the sad truth, but prices are just expensive right now. I have had to raise my prices like I think two or three times in the past six months because my printing company has to raise theirs, which means I have to raise mine. And you know, I, when I was first starting a business, I was, you know, desperate to get clients. And so I was more willing to eat those costs and keep my prices low for clients. But now I'm at the point where like my business is literally providing me with a living and my business is what pays my bills and feeds me and feeds my dog. So I can't like, I can't really do that anymore. I can't afford to just eat the cost just because I want to keep numbers low for clients. So I think you just got to, you know, don't stress about having numbers that are too high or too low. Just whatever pricing you do have, make sure that you're advertising and marketing towards those ideal clients that are going to be able to work with your pricing. Just because your pricing is extremely high doesn't mean that you're not going to attract clients that have an extremely high budget. It's just you have to take a step back and look at what type of work are you providing? What type of quality are you providing? How much expertise and how much knowledge do you have? Pricing for those things and then marketing towards those people that can afford that pricing. I think that's extremely important and I feel like I sometimes should have to, you know, should take my own advice with that. But I think people think pricing is so daunting, but it's really just sitting down knowing your numbers and you will feel so confident once you know your numbers, I promise you. If you guys have any questions about pricing, like further than what I went into today, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or shoot me an email. Again, highly recommend if you're an aspiring stationary business owner or you're already an established business owner, but you want to just, you know, get a little bit more comfortable or get a little bit more experienced, whatever it may be, highly recommend checking out my Instagram subscription because I am like an open book to my subscribers. They literally can ask me anything at any time and I will get back to them. Um, and then again, obviously there's access to the exclusive portal, which I think is, you know, worth the cost in itself. So check that out. You just head over to my Instagram, which is at Julia K Design, and then you can click the subscribe button that is in my profile. And like I said, you can cancel at any time. So if you feel that you're a subscriber for a month or two months and it's not really beneficial, then you can cancel and you don't have to pay it anymore. Um, but yeah. 
thanks for listening, guys. I hope that this was helpful. I will, like I said, be doing an episode sometime in the future about the proposals um, and giving you guys kind of a look at my proposals and contracts and all of that. But yeah, otherwise, I will talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Go Bills. Have a great day. Cheers to finishing up another chapter in Julia's Creative Business Guidebook. I hope you learned something new and will tune in next week for our new chapter. Until then, take care of yourself, do things that inspire you, and never stop creating. If you have any questions about anything I talked about during this episode, please refer to the link in the episode description to ask your question. All questions will be answered at the end of each unit.